I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Please stand if you're able for the, the reading of the scripture. Today's scripture is from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 23. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such a thing as that? Then he said, Beware, a a guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to stir up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food, and your body is more than clothing. This is the word of the Lord. Amen.
In Miami, Florida, there's a street called Flagler Street. Some of you may be familiar with it. It's a main street going through Miami. A few years ago, there were six beautifully tall, 15 feet tall palm trees that were vandalized and just cut down. I'm thinking, who doesn't notice trees falling down on a busy road, right? <laughs> but they didn't. Those people were not caught, but the trees nonetheless suffered. They were dead. They were down. And so it's very expensive to replace 15-foot palm trees. And so the city was trying to scramble and struggle to figure out what to do about this, and the aesthetics of the street had suffered, and so they were trying to ponder, and sure enough, they had a donor come forward and say, We'll take care of this. And sure enough, they did. They replaced the 15-foot palm trees, not only paid for them, but actually had them installed, and not only replaced them with 15-foot palm trees, but they replaced them with 30-foot palm trees, twice as tall. And you see, being twice as tall, they completely covered the large billboard that faced the street, the billboard said Fly Delta. The company that replaced the palm trees was Eastern Airlines. <laughs> For the past three Sundays and today, we've been talking about stewardship and how to be good stewards and how sometimes to examine the motives for our stewardship as well. And you see, on the end of September, the last Sunday of September, we began this, this stewardship of. And we took a look at uh, creation. And if you remember, we talked about the fact that God created everything. God is the owner. And that God called us to be managers of all creation, all people and planet to manage what God had created. Not that we own it, but we are to manage it. And to be a good manager, to be a good steward, means that we serve, we care the way God would care, the way God does care. And so this is how we are to live out our stewardship, and it was stewardship of trees. And then October 6th, we took a look at stewardship of time, and you received one of these. If you were here, it was a booklet of ministries within the life of this church, way that you could be stewards of your time within the life of this church and to give of your time. And you were reminded that every morning of every day of your life, 86,000 seconds are given to you. No more, no less in a day. And you were challenged to be stewards, good stewards of every moment of life given to you. And then last Sunday on the 13th, we had the children that helped remind us of how to be stewards of our talents. 
And we were reminded that to be the best stewards of the talents that we have, that we are to use our talents so that they honor and point toward God. Good stewards of our talents. And today we're talking about stewardship of treasures. Now you may have heard of the quote that says, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And that leads right into our scripture for today from Luke 12. You see, Jesus would echo that. He would say amen to that. Because that's exactly the message that he shared in his parable. And you see, the context for this message, this passage of Luke that we have, is that Jesus was speaking to his disciples, which were thousands of people listening in. So he had a message for thousands. And the person that spoke up, that hollered out to Jesus, who knows where his thoughts had been, but he wanted Jesus to solve this family dispute so that he could receive what he thought he deserved. And that was a part of his inheritance. And that launches Jesus into a parable. Into a parable about money. And we do know that Jesus had a whole lot to say about the use of money. We know that he thought, that he taught, that the way that we treat money, the way that we use money, affects our relationship with God, affects our relationship with each other. How do we know that? I mean, one parable doesn't say all of that. Jesus offered throughout the New Testament, throughout the Gospels, 38 parables, 16 of those are about money or financial issues. Not quite half. Close. 16 parables about this. We have in the New Testament 500 passages about prayer. We have less than 500 passages about faith. We have over 2,000 passages on money. Why? Why is Scripture so interested in money? It's because we are. It's because God knows us. And the way that we use the treasures that we have been entrusted reveals what we value in our heart. The way that we use the treasures that we have been entrusted is a measure of what we value with our heart. And so you see, we hear from Jesus, and, and I want to just set the record straight, financial planning is biblical. There's a lot of scriptures throughout Old Testament and New Testament that tell us to plan 
plan for our future, to plan financially. And why would we want to do that? Why is that in the Bible? Well, because what we have been entrusted with, we don't want to waste. And so plan, use it wisely, is what God would say. Use what God has gifted to you, whether time, talents, treasures, whatever God has entrusted to you, and he's entrusted all that to you, use it well. Plan. So financial planning is not the issue. When we get to Jesus' parable about the farmer, he's not saying that the farmer was wrong in being wealthy, that the farmer was wrong in being successful. He's not even saying that the farmer was wrong in planning for the future. What Jesus was taking issue with was the three priorities that the farmer had. Me, myself, and I. There are three verses in this. Verse 17 through 19 where the farmer is speaking, within those three verses, 12 times he talks about me, myself, or I. Absolutely nowhere does he show any gratitude to God for what he has been gifted. Absolutely nowhere does he offer any of his affluence to others. None. That's what Jesus was taking issue with. Because you see where, how we use our treasures is how we show what we value with our heart. Because what we use, what we value, affects our relationship to God and to others. Now, money is just paper and metal. I mean, really, it's not much at all. But it's what it is worth. What it can purchase is what makes it valuable. What you can get with it is what makes money valuable. The paper and the coins, eh, the metal that's used, it's not worth much of anything. But it's what it can do. The value comes in how it is used. And so you see, this is what Jesus was talking about. The value comes in how it is used. So use it wisely. Now you say, this day where we're collecting, when you bring up to the table, we'll be collecting our pledge cards. And we're saying that we're going to give of our resources, of our treasures to the church. Why the church? 
Why value the church? You may say, Pastor, that's a weird question coming from a pastor, right? <laughs> but why, why would we do that? Why would we give to maintain this place and the programs it houses? Why Davis Park and what goes on there? Why would we do that? Because God called us together as the body of Christ, as the church, in order to fulfill God's work on earth. This is the vehicle that God gave us, the group of Christians that come together to nurture one another, to move in a specific direction for the mission and witness of God on earth. This is what God chose. The church is crucial for the work of God in the world. And you see, the church is to receive what it needs in order to carry out the mission of God the mission of God's mercy, the mission of God's good news, to build up the body of Christ and to care for all its members and families. That's what the church is about. That's why we exist. I want to share with you, this just happened yesterday. We celebrated the fall festival at Davis Park. Beautiful day, wonderful event, great community presence with us. Sounds like a lot of money just to have a good time, right? A lot of energy spent. Let me tell you something. If nothing else was touched, one little girl... The witness came from Peggy Nunley as she was working the children's game. The little girl kind of attached herself to Peggy. She was about a middle schooler. Peggy began to ask questions as she hung around and she said, Is your family here with you? No, I came by myself. She said, Well, where do you live? Oh, I live just across the street. My house is right over there. You can see it. Peggy said, well, we're out here. We worship together all summer out here. And she goes, oh, I know. She goes, I, I've never come over because my parents don't believe in church. But every Sunday, I sit outside on my step and I listen. I especially like the music. I listen to the service. Your ministry is the only ministry of God that has touched that little girl's life. And it emboldened her enough to come over and join the fall festival in the midst of Christians. And Peggy's offer to her was, I'm going to be here this summer. Will you come and sit with me? 
during worship? That's why we give to the church. That's why we exist today. To bring the message of God's mercy and good news to even just one little girl. And so I wanted to offer an illustration. Ten apples. You've watched, look at them all all throughout the sermon and wondered, what are ten apples doing up there? <laughs> ten apples. This represents what God has entrusted to you. Your financial resources. God has given you ten apples. And we use some of these apples. I mean, we use all of the apples. We use an apple for education. We use an apple for our food. We use an apple for our shelter. We use an apple for our transportation. We use an apple for our entertainment. Right? We use an apple for our um help me what's left for our food okay we use an apple for whatever life holds we continue to use up our apples and god gave them to us to use we use them well we use them all And God said, this one, give back to me, the tenth apple. Now, we've gone through the rest of our apples, and we've used them well, and we've used them all, and there are things that come up in life, and we're thinking, God is God. He doesn't really need my apple. I mean, he's got lots of apples, right? He won't notice if I take a bite out of this one. I mean, I could take a bite out of this. I, I, you know, I really, really would like to eat out more often. And we take a bite out. I really need to upgrade the car. I want the new and improved car. And, and oh, how about that computer system? I need the newest and the best. And so we continue to bite the apple. Want a bigger screen TV so that I can invite my friends over. You know, God is all about fellowship, so God won't mind. And we take another bite out of the apple. We want to take that extra family vacation because, you know, God's all about family. God won't mind. I'll take a bite out of my apple. And so it comes time to give back to God. And this is what we have left. And we give it to God and say, uh, there God, that part's yours. 
Well, you are invited today to give God your best. 